Hello, I'm Ben Elvidge. Welcome to this BFA UK In Conversation podcast. This is the show for investment profession professionals all about issues, interests and insights in today's profession. In this episode, I'll be talking to Vincent Egenlight from the Open Private School, um, which is a great initiative I'm looking forward to hearing lots more about. about. Vincent, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Ben, for having me. And thank you to CFA UK as well for working with us. No problem at all. So why don't we start with a pre- hopefully an easy question. You know, what is the Open Private School? What's the program that you run and, and, and what's it all about? It's a question that I suppose I'd answer different to everyone else who's been working with the Open Private School. So it, it could be said to be a tricky one. But for me, what the Open Private School is, is we are a charity who have recognised something that we term to be a problem and we want to make a difference in that area. And the problem is, <clears throat> is that whilst only 7% of the UK went to private or independent schools, they comprise a disproportionate amount of top-level positions throughout professional services, politics, and business. And the reason why we think that is a problem is because we understand that we need diverse perspectives in order to make better decisions because they have a wider range of experiences to help them inform those decisions. So what the Open Private School wants to do is to level up students who went to state schools by providing them with opportunities via access to top professionals. These top professionals come from a range of chosen fields. Students apply to the Open Private School for their chosen field and then can be connected with someone who can give them some insight at a critical stage in their development. And whilst on the programme, they benefit from access to workshops, such as the one we hosted with the CFA UK, which can give them the practical tools that are needed to apply and be successful when going for their chosen job. And then when they graduate from the programme, they get two things. One is access to a network. Everyone understands how important networks are and these students will be connected with each other so they can hopefully grow and progress with like-minded individuals and they'll also be connected with a life mentor which is someone who is under the age of 30 who can provide them with practical tools and applications for when they are applying for a job in their field. So I think that Great. And, 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 you know, we know within the CFA UK Social Inclusion Working Group, and we'll come on to more about that later, we know mm-hmm. what a great job you guys do. Um, but I think we've talked about the programme. Tell me a little bit more about the, the core objectives. What are you trying to hope that these young people get out of it? And, and when we talk about young people, can we be a bit more specific about the mm-hmm. kind of age groups that we're targeting <clears throat> or that you guys are targeting? Of course. So the age groups that we're targeting is uh, people from 16 to 18. And our core objectives, I'd say, are really dual fold. I think our first core objective is the difference between um, state school and independent school children. Often it isn't anything to do with attitude, ability or approach, but there sometimes is a difference in confidence. And that can be because they haven't had exposure to the city or to business opportunities or to internships. So sometimes they feel as if when they get to that stage, they don't know what it is that they're talking about. And what we want to do is to help to give them that confidence, pairing them with really experienced professionals so that when they are actually going to interview, when they are actually starting work, this isn't the first time ever that they're speaking to someone who is experienced in, in their chosen field. And the second thing that we're really trying to give them is some exposure so that they can, from an earlier age, they can begin to understand 
breadth of opportunities that they had in the city. And I suppose I tried to do this because probably from personal experience, I work for an accounting company, Grant Thornton UK. And I think that when I had, I'd done a degree, I'd done a master's. And I think when I was applying for GT, I don't think I'd actually ever heard of any other accounting firms. I don't think I'd ever heard of the big four. When I was first applying for jobs, I had no understanding whatsoever of the myriad of opportunities open in the business world. I would have never known that my company itself had 70 different service lines. So we understand these children have an, in, have an interest in law or business or finance, but we really want to open them up to all the different pathways that are possible for them to take. I think I think this is it's a very I think you've hit the nail on the head with some of the challenges that certainly we've been discussing within CFA UK. Not least the fact that you know our industry as investment management is diverse, and there mm. are numerous different types of actors within that firm. And I mm. think more young people knowing the difference between a wealth manager versus an asset manager mm. versus an investment bank, particularly for those of us like myself who work at large full service firms like Morgan Stanley you know I, I think that it, that will set young people apart as they come into our mm-hmm. program so can definitely relate to that needing to be a core objective um but you work at Grant Thornton mm-hmm. um so how how did you uh, and you're one of the co-founders of the open private school yeah. so you've got a you've got plenty of um things on your plate at the moment mm-hmm. not so much free time perhaps yeah. so how did you and your other co-founders identify this need and then come up with the idea um, for, for the open private school. So it actually, the idea actually came up over over dinner. So I started with two of my best friends, Harry Little and Jack Rubin, and we were at a dinner one time, and we argued an incredible amount about pretty much everything from football to politics. And one of the things that we were arguing about this particular dinner was on what makes the difference between uh, state school and independent school children and underscores the fact that independent children are students are disproportionately represented at the top level. And I went to state school and my friend Jack Rubin went to private school. And then my friend Harry Little experienced both state schools and private schools. And then when we were talking, we said that it can't be just, it can't be just differences in standards of education because you have differences of standards in education between every different type of school there is. There's some really, really incredible state schools, just as there will be some private schools who don't perform as well as their counterparts. So what fundamentally is the difference? And when we started talking, we realised that it was, for us anyway, it was what age did we end up being exposed to the business world and these ideas? At what age did we start thinking about our careers and our futures? And at what age were we told about these different opportunities? And for me personally, it wasn't actually until I met people like Jack and people like Harry that I really started thinking about my careers. And I learned just such an incredible amount from them and some of my other friends. And it was from there that we decided to create this uh, program, this opportunity, because I think we ended up discussing so I was like, so who was it that managed to give you these ideas? Who was it that set you on the right path? And they were kind of like, yeah, it was my, it was my parents, ultimately. It was my parents who had done this before, who knew what advice to impart. And then I think we started saying, well, what if everyone had that opportunity? And that is how we came up with the mentoring scheme with the Open Power School. Super. So it's really about, if I can sum it up, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like it's very mm-hmm. much about 
the existing network predominantly from mm-hmm. from parents and also being exposed to to, to things like the investment industry um mm-hmm. through through either school networks or your parents networks having mm-hmm. financial advisors and things like that yeah um so so addressing that feels like again a, a really strong differentiator and so what impact mm-hmm. has the ops had so far um, so, so far, what we've managed to do, we had, we opened up our initial application process. And I think we had over 150 applicants. And we managed, and we narrowed that down to 20 for video interview. And we were able to take on seven for our pilot scheme. We've got seven fantastic students. And these seven students are now, I think they're two thirds of the way through this through the scheme they've had access to their mentors for i think about five or six months now they've had access now to two different workshops our first workshop as you know was with the cfa uk and was only open to the students who made it onto the program our second one was with an incredible lady called alice mister who's a hr business partner and we opened that up to everyone who applied for the program and we have a workshop coming up in um, January with uh, another fantastic lady called Chloe Garland who runs Quarter Life and we're hoping to open that up to the wider public and we're looking to um, we're going to open up again with a new cohort of 20 mentees so that is the impact that we're having and hope to have in the future. And are you envisaging every cohort in the future being around 20 individuals? And how many cohorts in a year are you planning on running through the program? So we're planning to, we're, at the moment, we're, we're planning for two cohorts a year. Although I think one thing that we've all learned this year is it's pretty much impossible to plan in the protein environment that we all live in. But we are planning to have two cohorts per year. And we're hoping for the next one to be 20. And then the one after that to be 50. And then I'd ideally like the one after that to be 100 because for me, our goal really is to be able to provide um, some of the privileges of going to private school to every state school child in the UK. Although luckily I have uh, more level-headed co-founders and a fantastic um, lady that helps us called Caroline Mel. And hopefully they'll be able to try to rein in my ambitions a bit, something that might be more realistic. But I do think it is important that we, we aim high. I couldn't agree more. And certainly I think that the next topic I wanted to talk about is um, you and I obviously speak, have spoken quite a lot and you mentioned the first workshop, um, which I can definitely testify to the brightness and, and engaging nature of the seven students on the pilot scheme. I think there were some pretty tough questions. Some were expected, some were perhaps a bit unexpected, which was great. But, um, you know, one of our core objectives at CFA UK is to build a better investment profession by finding tangible and practical ways to progress inclusion and diversity yeah. in the workplace. So what can you tell me uh, and, and, and our listeners, perhaps more than me, because I was involved in it, about the work with the CFA UK Social Inclusion Working Group? So the CFA Social Inclusion Working Group, they were the first, uh, it was the first workshop that we had with the Open Private School. And it was, I would say, fantastic. We had brilliant feedback from the young adults and it really did go towards one of our core objectives. The inclusion working group came, there was yourself and a few others, and you spoke about your different roles in your in your groups and you spoke about what other roles were open, what people could go into. And then there was a bit of an introduction to investment banking and the like and what it means. And that really made a difference for our students because we had some students who were interested in finance initially. And they said coming out of, coming out of that workshop that they understood a little bit more 
about what it is that they actually wanted to go into and we're going to start researching potential other avenues that they hadn't considered before, such as ESG investing. And then we also had students on that call who hadn't applied for a finance program, applied for media and law. And then they suddenly started thinking that actually perhaps this is something that I could do. This is something that I could get into. I think as a, as a, as a kid, you kind of just think finance. Am I good at maths? Am I scoring highly in maths? If I'm not, then there's no way that industry is for me. And I'm glad that the inclusion workshop did make a difference in that area. And finally, and I think perhaps most importantly, was we spoke with a young lady after the call who said that as, as she looked at the stats and as an ethnic minority, as a woman, she didn't want to go into finance because she didn't think that she was able to make it to the top level. And that myth was dispelled on that inclusion group. So I really did think it was fantastic working with CFA UK and it really, really helped us to achieve some of our core objectives for the students who were lucky enough to be on that call. Great. I think it's, I think that speaking from a CFA UK perspective, we obviously really enjoyed the session and I know both Joy and Tiffany also had similar feedback. Um, and yeah, I think that's absolutely what it was all about. So it's great that, that more detailed feedback has come in in that sense and that impact's been had. What, what's the what's the future for the partnership with CFA UK? Do you see more workshops? Do you see more detailed engagement in that sense? So I think we'd love to have more workshops with the CFA UK. I think it's something that the mentees really enjoyed. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Why should we be doing this again? And I'd like to offer this opportunity to each one of our cohorts going forward. So perhaps once every six months, we can work with the CFA UK. And something that I would something that I would like to do in the future is to open it up to more students. We do feel as if a wider range of people could have benefited from being able to hear your team speak. So I think that is definitely something that we look forward to doing in the future. Great. And so finally, hopefully people have listened to this far and are <laughs> feeling very enthusiastic and, and, and optimistic and share the same ambitious objectives that you do. And, and so how can CFA UK members and those working in financial services get involved with the Open Private School? So how they can get involved is just by contacting us. We're always looking for new volunteers to help us on the operational side. I'm also always looking for new mentors. And if anyone knows anyone that did, does go to a state school, 16 to 18, we'd encourage them to be put in contact with us so they can apply. And the easiest way to get into contact with us is either through openprivateschool.org, which is our website, or to either contact myself, Jack Rubin, Harry Little, Caroline Mail through LinkedIn or other members of our team, such as Peter Waterman or Joanna Jones. Contact any of us and we'll be able to set up a call to see how we can help each other. Super. So both mentoring opportunities and potentially even support in the open private school more directly on the operational side. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Well, look, it's uh, it's been a great conversation, um, as it always is with yourself. Um, really do appreciate you making the time and and, and can definitely testify to the the, the, the great work that you're doing with the open private school. Um, just want to thank you again, Vincent, for your time. Um, so the openprivateschool.org is the website people should go to, to, to go and find out more or as, as Vincent very kindly just offered through LinkedIn. Um, please do keep a listen out for um, the next podcast in our series in the CFA UK newsletter or subscribe to CFA UK SoundCloud channel. Um, you can find out more at cfauk.org forward slash podcast. Um, I'm Ben Elvidge. Thanks very much for your time. Um, and thank you once again, Vincent.
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and looking forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you.